And as you remain standing for the reading of God's word, would you bless our choir, worship, and art ministry? Amen. Indulge me for just one moment. I want to say a very special thank you to all of you that have given my wife and I the privilege of leading this ministry. It has been 20 years in 1996. Young man, very nervous. Not so young, still very nervous today. I, I will always remember the words of my father. When you stop being nervous, you need to quit. Because it's no longer about you. Whenever you think you got it, and you're not, and so I, I, I want to say to the Bible Way Church family of Atlas Road, how honored we are. I'm not a perfect pastor, may not even be the best pastor, but I'm yours, okay? And you've allowed me to be yours, and so thank you so very much. To my family, thank you. On this Christmas day, I, I couldn't do it without you. God has blessed me with an incredible family, amen. We're not perfect either, but we have each other and we have the Lord. And so I just wanted to say that on this Christmas morning, how honored I am to have the privilege to stand here today to be your pastor and to be the father of an incredible family, the son of an awesome mother, amen, the brother of awesome sisters and brothers and others. So thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share that this morning. Amen. There's a word from the Lord on this Christmas day. What a beautiful day to be in church. And I am so proud of you. Look at how many of you are here this morning. I am so proud of you. Amen. Amen. Two wonderful passages of Holy Scripture, both found in the New Testament writings. The first is in the book that has been recorded by John, the gospel that has been recorded by John, that famous scripture, John 3.16, New King James Version. The second and the final scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, the New King James Version. Hear the reading of God's holy word. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, I need you all to help me conclude this verse. Come on. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. 2 Corinthians 9.15, the New King James Version. Can we read it together? It is on the board. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And the church that loves God's word said, amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Catch the hands of someone that is sitting next to you. Before we do that, I want to again thank you for the We the Village campaign. Thank all the volunteers. A special shout out 
The elder Andrea McCoy, she and her family are out of town today with her family members who coordinated this and to all the volunteers. The We of the Village will continue throughout 2017. There will be other projects that we will reach out. Thank you so very much. That's what church looks like. <laughs> it's not always shouting and singing, but that's what ministry really looks like, is helping people that are less fortunate than you are. Amen. Thank you so very much. Hold those hands. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Three words for this message today. Look at someone and say, the perfect gift. That's what we want to talk about. The perfect, the perfect gift. Listen, on this day in which gifts are exchanged all over the world, let us remember that what this day is really all about is not just Christmas trees not just wrapping something that is under the tree. Because, unfortunately, there are so many people that do not have anybody to give them anything tangible as a gift. You would be surprised. You've often heard me say this. I think I said it last Sunday. As this is perhaps a very joyous time of the year, to many, this is a very sad time of the year. So many people will say, I have nothing, and no one has given me anything. Well, I stopped by this morning to remind all of us that, yes, we do. We do have something. Look at somebody and say, you have the perfect, the gift, the greatest gift ever. That gift that was born in a manger in a city called Bethlehem. Over 2,000 years ago, that perfect gift is not a new iPhone. It is not a 65-inch smart TV. It's not a brand-new car with a red ribbon tied on it. But that perfect gift is Jesus Christ, our Savior. Look at somebody and say, perfect gift. Listen, the word gift is defined in Merriam-Webster's dictionary as something given voluntarily. It is given without the expectation of payment in return. If you expect something back, it really isn't a gift. A gift is something that is not earned. It is something that cannot be paid for. For if you have to earn it, if you have to pay for it, then it is definitely not a gift. Uh, what is earned is called compensation. That's why after you work 40 plus hours a week, you don't go and say, can I have my gift? You want your check. Amen. Because you have earned that. Amen. Uh, you want what is owed to you. And what is paid for is called a purchase. If you pay for it, it's yours. It belongs to you. Uh, but the gift 
of Jesus Christ our Savior is neither earned or purchased. <laughs> I'm so glad that it can't be purchased. Songwriters say the rich will live and the poor will die. I'm so glad that Jesus is not distributed uh, to those who just have status or have money or the ability to pay for it because some folk would be left out. I'm so glad that there's a word in John 3.16 that says, whosoever. Aren't you glad about it? I am so glad that we can't purchase it because some of you would walk around and say, this is my Jesus. Preach Pastor Jackson. I'm glad you didn't earn it because you'll walk around and say, this is my Savior. But the fact of the matter is he may be yours because he gave himself to you, but you didn't do anything to earn it. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if God was to mark iniquity, who would stand? I've got some news for you are not that good that you've earned Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, help me, Holy Ghost. You don't have that much money that you can buy Jesus. Nicodemus came to Jesus, says, how can I get what you have? Jesus wanted Nicodemus to know your status, your position, your money don't do it, but except the man is born again, cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Whew. I'm so glad that Jesus can't be purchased. Are you glad about it? So glad that broke folk can have a super anointing. Sick folk can have an anointing. Folk on the other side of the track can have a heavenly anointing. Come on, somebody. Folk that grew up on chicken feet and fat back. I want to make sure I'm in the right church. Because see, all of you had not been cosmopolitan all your life. Come on, come on. Some of you know what cornbread, chicken feet, and fat back is. Y'all know what it is to stretch a meal. We've gotten so blessed now, we can throw things away. But I know what it is to eat off some for two or three days. When we grew up with five kids, our Monday dinner was Sunday leftovers. And if you didn't eat it all Monday, you'll have it again Tuesday. All I need is just a few folk that know how it is to come up in difficult times. But I'm so glad that when you walk through the doors of the house of the Lord, you'll not judge on your status. You'll not judge on your position. When I walk through these doors, I'm not recognized as a legislator in the state of South Carolina. That does not matter to the Lord. But nobody is better than anybody else. Anybody from the front row to the back row to the parking lot, we all belong to God. Why? Because he gave all of us the same gift. Woo! Somebody ought to be happy. Tell your neighbor you already have the best gift. Dry your tears up, hold your head up. I don't care if nobody call you. Your boo may not call you today. Your boo may have another boo. But as long as you've got Jesus, you don't really need a boo. <laughs> y'all gonna make me preach on this Christmas Sunday? I thought y'all wanted to act dignified today, but I sent some anointing 
touch somebody says, as long as I've got King Jesus, I got everything I need. He's my Alpha and Omega. He's my beginning and the end. He's my very present help in the time of trouble. Somebody shout the perfect gift. Listen, my brothers and sisters, I am told that there are three things that usually makes a gift a perfect gift. There are three things that usually make a gift a perfect gift, and perhaps there are more, but for the sake of this message, I want to look at three things. One, it is something you really need. It's not a perfect gift if you don't need it. If you got 50 pair of socks that are blue, brown, and black, getting a 51st one is all right and you appreciate the gesture, uh, but it goes in the sock drawer with the others. Amen, somebody. So a perfect gift is something you really need. Touch somebody and say he's going somewhere. Second, observation that makes up a perfect gift is that it is something that you really want. <laughs> if you don't need it and you don't want it, it's cute, but it may not be that perfect gift. Because if you don't need it and if you don't want it, you may not use it. Am I right about it? Now, if we were truthful, some of us still got some 2015 gifts that may be still in the box. And you, you appreciated the thought, but have you gotten something you really wanted and you really needed? It changes your whole disposition. It changes your attitude. But here is the third observation of what perhaps makes up a perfect gift is that it is usually something you can't get for yourself. Look at your neighbor and say he's going somewhere. Because see, if you can usually go get it for yourself, then most people go get it. But a perfect gift is something you really need it, something you really want it, and something that you really couldn't get for your self. That is what usually constitutes, quote, a perfect gift, unquote. And so with that in mind, allow me the homiletical liberty to share with you why Jesus the Christ is our perfect gift. May I preach this? Number one is that Jesus is the gift we really need. Look at somebody and say, I need him every hour of every day. When I wake up in the morning, I need him. In fact, it is of his mercies that we've not been consumed. His compassion fail not. I can't make it without Jesus. I don't want to leave home without him. Is there anybody in here that know that you really need the Lord on your side? Don't fool me now, but tell your neighbors, say, neighbor, I really need the Lord. 
uh, you may think folk got it going on. Uh, but where would you be if God had not been on your side? If he had not held back the hands of the adversary? David said, when my enemies and my foe came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Lord, if you had not been on my side, I would have lost my mind a long time ago. Yes, Lord, I almost lost it all. But because I had you as a very present help, Psalms 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Tell somebody you may have it going on. You may have that ideal job. You may live in that great neighborhood. But if God was to take his hands off you, where would you be? Can I get a witness? How many of you know if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side? Joseph said, you meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. All I need is just a few worshipers to stand to your feet for about 10 seconds and say, Lord, I need you. Really need you, Lord. I encourage somebody to say, you need the Lord on your side. When you go to work next week, you need God on your side. When you deal with the demons on your job, you need God. On you when you deal with family drama and baby mama drama and baby daddy drama and grandmama and uncle drama you need the Lord on I just need a few worshipers in here and I understand that some of you might can't praise God over this but just a handful of people that know if God had not done what he had done for me baby I wouldn't be up in here right now this is an interactive church so cross the aisles and touch two people and say I need the Lord every day of my life I need you Lord I need you Lord I need you Lord the canal Chip, my cousin, my granddaddy at the Second Union Baptist Church on Andrews Road used to sing a song common meter. Father, I stretch. Y'all don't know anything about that. Any country folk in here that grew up in country churches all the way in Cope, South Carolina. Father, I stretch my hand to thee no other help I know if thou withdraw thy hand from thee whether shall I go oh I got the preaching here cause we got to get up out of here but tell your neighbor I need him I need him I need him I need him I'll sit down.
John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Acts chapter 17 and verse 28. Paul speaking of Jesus to the Greek philosophers at Athens, Greece, writes these words, for in him we live and move and have our beings. Tell somebody, I really need the Lord on my side. Then the second homiletical observation is that Jesus is the gift we have always wanted. How many of you know that's what you really want? But listen, we are born with a sense of emptiness in all of our lives. A longing desire for something greater than ourselves. We are born with an innate craving for a relationship that is vertical. And we spend most of our lives trying to develop horizontal relationships. Not knowing that one more boyfriend won't make you better. One more new relationship can't make you better. But there's a sense of emptiness in our lives that only comes about through a relationship with Jesus Christ. He fulfills every empty spot in my life he, he fills up all the emptiness in my life how many of you know you weren't fulfilled until you met Jesus it wasn't until you committed to something greater than yourself you realize I don't need another joint I don't need another drink I don't need any of this all I need is the Lord on my all I need is just a few folk that know the Lord has filled every empty spot in your life. When daddy was gone and mother went to glory and husband slipped off to Zion, oh, you would have lost it all if God had not filled that empty space in your life. Tell somebody he's everything I want. Ooh, Jesus is all we want. Everything you've been looking for, none of those things can fill your emptiness like a relationship with the Lord. Not a new church, a new job, new relationship. You need something that's been around since the beginning of time. Ooh, you, you need the son who was with the father in creation. You need the Lord that will fill all your wants. Listen, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Paul says, except when Jesus, our Savior, when we get Jesus, all things become new. Old things are pass away. Your old habits will never pass away unless you fill it with Jesus. 
I'm speaking to some millennials, some young people, Generation Xers or whoever you may be. You can go wherever you want. You can have as many social media friends as you think you need. But there will always be a void in your life. And I'm here to tell you, you can't drink yourself happy. Preach, Pastor. You can't smoke yourself happy. Because when the last blunt is out and the last bottle had been turned upside down, there will still be your emptiness. But if there is somebody in your life called Jesus, you can wake up in the morning with the fullness of joy. You may be broke and by yourself, but if Jesus is by your side, it's all right with you. Can I get a witness? Tell somebody, I love the Lord with all my heart. Whew. Put Jesus where that emptiness is in your life and everything will be all right. Here's the third and the final one. Whew. Last observation for this altar cause is Jesus is the gift that we cannot provide for ourselves. We are told in what is perhaps the most iconic scripture in the Bible, our text, that God so loved the world that he gave. You didn't get Jesus. You received Jesus. And you, 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 you weren't righteous enough to get saved. Somebody often said, when did you get saved? I never got saved. I received salvation. Because you weren't good enough to get it for yourself. Every ounce of salvation you have came from the Lord. Listen to what 1 John 4 and 9 says. God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, thanks be unto God for that indescribable King James standard said that unspeakable gift. Let me share these three things with you about what Jesus can do that nobody else can do that you can't do for yourself. Number one, he can give you a life of peace that surpasses all understanding. Ooh. The only reason you have peace in your heart today, the only reason you can be surrounded by demons that come after you 24-7 and you haven't lost your mind is that you have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Folk have asked me oftentimes in the heat of a big debate, they say, how do you maintain your cool? That must be your nature. I said, no, baby. The nature I was born with is just like yours. But I traded in my old nature for a new nature. Come on, how many of you got a Holy Ghost nature? When the Lord is on your side, you don't blow up and get mad at everybody. You've got a peace of God. You know how to stop it in the middle of something before it gets out of hand and say, hold on, demon. I will give you no glory out of this. And you put peace where there's confusion and where there's turmoil. Whew. 
the peace of God that far surpasses anything anybody understands. Folk will look at you and they won't understand it. They say, I don't understand why you're not angry at them. I don't understand why you don't fight back, why you don't argue back. Tell them, I've got peace that surpasses all understanding. Woo! Every now and then, you ought to have the Lord on your side that'll make you stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Look, I've learned throughout my life that you don't always have to get the last word in. I've learned throughout my life that you don't always have to win the argument. And even if some folk think you got bruised and battered, and folk have told me to my face, they ran over you, they took advantage of you, but what they didn't understand is that I had a peace that nobody knew about. And folk may think they have won, but I knew deep down inside when I went home and had a talk with Jesus and the Lord said, Darrell, that's all right because I'll do for you what nobody else. Woo! Touch somebody and say, neighbor, you can't get this on your own. Woo! Ah! Uh, you, you may get a piece of something, but you can't get P-E-A-C-E -E unless the prince of P-E-A-C-E -E is in your life. And the reason you can be composed is because the prince of peace lives inside of you. May I preach this? Second thing that you can't get for yourself is a life of unspeakable joy. Whew. Even at our worst moments. And I'm looking on the faces of some of you who lost loved ones this year, last year. And it's been tough. During your greatest sorrow, folk that don't know Jesus cannot understand why you are not buried under the covers in your bedroom. Listen, I talked with my dear sister Rose this uh, the other week and, 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 and she says, I've got to make it. And I said, that's what you do when you have a relationship with the Lord. Because when you lose your spouse for almost 40 years, Clarence, when you lose your daughter, and you've got to bury your child. It takes more than composure. It takes more than a resume. Reason you can still have joy even when you don't feel happy. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is what happened to you. Joy is what you choose to do. Am I right about it? Is there anybody in here that know that there's an unspeakable joy that's in the inside of you? Because the Bible declared in Psalms 35 that weeping may endure for a night, but joy, oh, I feel like encouraging somebody, but joy, 
In fact, God allowed you to sit by the right person this morning. Put your arms around somebody's shoulder and say, hold on. Joy is on his way. Joy will make you hold your head up high. Joy will make you smile when your heart has been broken. Joy will make you lift your hands and give God some praise. Joy will allow hallelujah anyhow to come out of your mouth. Touch your neighbor, say, neighbor, I've got joy. I may still be hurt. Your heart is still broken. But tell the devil, you can have my stuff. You can have my house, but you can't have my joy. Somebody know how to praise God in the midst of what you're going through. Can I get a handful of witnesses? Let the church say, yeah. I need some praises up in here that know how to praise the Lord for the perfect gift that gives you joy when everybody else is sad. Come on, you got 30 more seconds to give God, I still have joy, praise. After all the things I've been through, I still have joy. After all the lies you've been through, all the hurt you like, I got. Come on, Zion. Come on, Zion. In fact, put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. The devil tried to steal your joy. Cross the aisles and give your neighbor Holy Ghost hug and say, neighbor, you have the perfect gift. You still have joy. I know it hasn't been easy and you almost gave up, but you still have joy. You know how to praise God going through something. excuse us y'all excuse us this is a celebration for a child not just born in a manger but born in my heart how many of you are so glad that he's in your heart and as you stand to your feet the last observation is very simple what we cannot provide for ourselves
is one of peace that surpasseth all understanding and unspeakable joy at the worst times of our life. Third and final one is salvation from a life of sin. You can't save yourself. Whew. You can't save yourself. Only Jesus. Only our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And so as we lift those hands all over this place, we thank him for the perfect gift. And when you have already received the best, whatever happens the rest of this day, whatever you may not get, the call you may not receive. Speaking to my son last night and told me a story about a young man that he knows has fallen out with his father. And he sits in a different town because his father refuses to speak to him. And he said to me, Dad, you don't know how it is to have nobody. This young man says, I've got a family that I would love to go home to, but they don't want me. <laughs> and so I'm here in Washington, D.C. by myself because nobody wants to call me son. And I told the devil, you a liar. I don't even know this young man's name. But I'm sending grace and mercy down I-95 right now. And say, travel to Washington, D.C. Let this young man know somebody loves you. Somebody has become that perfect gift. And as you leave your seat and walk down these aisles, Pastor Donald McClurkin wrote this very anointed song called A Special Gift. Heaven sent me a wonderful, very special, beautiful gift. Heaven sent me a very wonderful, supernatural, special friend. When I call him, he answers prayer. And whenever I need him, he is right there. And his love has lifted me higher than I thought I could ever be. He is so wonderful, beautiful, special supernatural heaven sent me a wonderful very special beautiful gift Ooh, heaven has sent you something that only God could give you come on come let us pray for you maybe you're praying for somebody else maybe you know people like this young man in DC that that feels alone we're touching and agreeing today Ooh. Yeah. Heaven sent me Come on. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Very special. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
happens when I mention the name. I said Woo! something happens when I go to Jesus. 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 Put your arms around somebody's shoulders. You already have the perfect gift. Something you really need. Something you really want. Something you can't get on your own. You have Jesus. And as difficult as it may be for somebody during this time of the year, you got a gift that is already unwrapped and his name is Jesus. Ooh, wonderful, counselor, mighty God, Waymaker, heart fixer, mind regulator, lily of the valley, bright as the morning star. Ooh, somebody has Jesus and as long as you've got Jesus, you're going to be all right. So do not allow any demonic spirit to try to steal your joy. God has given you his only begotten son. And so even in the midst of our hardships and heartaches, we thank God for Jesus. Listen, as we close those eyes, here's my question. What will you give him? He's given you, God has given you the best. What will you give him? Here's what the psalmist says. I will, look, I will do this. I will render unto the Lord this, my whole heart. What shall I render unto the Lord? All of his benefits towards me. Here's what the psalmist said. I will take up the cup of salvation. You've got to be saved. You, you've got to give him a commitment. Make him priority in your life. I want to speak to everybody that demons have said to you, you've got to be perfect the rest of your life. There's only one perfect person that has ever walked the face of the earth. You just have to have a relationship with the Lord. Uh, our faith is a journey. It's a process. And so he's given you the best. If you want to give him your heart, you want to give him a commitment today. And after we pray this prayer, just meet me at this altar and say to the Lord on this glorious day, I, he gave us, listen, this, God dropped this in my spirit and I want to leave you with this. He gave us the perfect gift. He wants us to give him the imperfect gift. That is our life. If he is perfect, we are certainly imperfect. And the Lord says, I know you can't give me perfection. I want all your faults. I want all your habits. I want every struggle in your life. And I need you to bring it to me. And I'll make it better. Amen. Close those eyes. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We 
honor you this day. We thank you on this glorious day in which we celebrate that perfect gift, that gift that was sent from heaven, that gift of Jesus Christ, our Savior. We say thank you. And now, Lord, we give you that which is imperfect. We give you a life that has some bad habits. We give you a life with short tempers. and We give you a life that has an impatient spirit. We give you a life that struggles with ups and downs every day. We give you a life that sometimes are addicted to things that work against our best interests. But the good news is that you accept it all and you love us. You can make it better. So we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church that loves God's word said amen. Amen. Put your arms around somebody. Say that perfect gift. Amen. Come on, if you want to make that commitment today, come on. I'll wait here at this altar. Make that decision today. Give him your imperfect life. Come on, somebody. Come on, yeah, if you're here today. Come on, come on. I, I need some help. Come in, some guys, some brothers. Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, come in. Howard, others, y'all come in. Yeah, when I need, look at When I need a healing, he wants that. I call, I call him Jesus. I call him Jesus. Somebody else. He wants that imperfect gift. He wants that imperfect gift. He wants your Come on and walk down here. Come on, I call him Jesus. Somebody else. He's calling you. Somebody's coming now down the aisle. Come on. Jesus. Come on, clap those hands by the way. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? His name is Jesus. We Jesus. call him Jesus. Somebody else. He's a wonderful counselor. He's calling you right now. He's Come a on. mighty God. Jesus. Somebody else right now. He's a prince He's calling of you. Give him, give him, him yourself. Give him yourself. I Anybody else? Anyone else? He's a I call him. The Clap those hands. As He's my bright and morning star. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. That's why yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. Yesterday morning, Christmas Eve, her dad died, massive heart attack, unexpected. Everybody reach your hands here. You've got a father who loves you, who hears you, who can heal you. 
Anybody in here lost a loved one in the last couple of years? Just reach your hand here. Amen. These spirits that are in this room, some of them have gone through what you've gone through. But it took something for her to show up in church this morning. Her dad died yesterday. Massive heart attack. But God is able. Amen. Come on, somebody stretch forth your hand right here. I need about seven people that have lost a father or a mother. Come on, surround this young lady right now. God told me to put a circle of prayer. If you've lost a father and a mother, come on, Jesus. Come on, quiet. Come on, take it. Jesus. Look at all your support, people. Come on, somebody stand on this altar. Come on, Franklin. Stand here. I know you lost your daddy, man. Somebody. Come on. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. You our sister. It's good. You our sister. Yeah, come on, come on. Other folk have lost somebody. Jesus. Jesus. Now, liquor, let's touch and agree. In the name of Jesus, we know her heart is hurt. We know her heart has been broken. But you have promised to be a father to the fatherless. And we say right now, Lord, invade that territory of hurt and send peace and send joy that only Jesus can. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, baby. Come on. Jesus, come on. Jesus. Oh, we love to call Anybody else want to join the church? We love to call, call him. We love to call you. This is a good time to get saved. This is a good time to get saved. Jesus, oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Stretch forth your hand this way for the benediction. Ooh. We'll be there with you, baby. Amen. You've got sisters and brothers you didn't even know you had. That's why I rebuke every demon that makes people feel like they're all alone. There may be somebody watching us by way of internet right now, thinking they're by themselves. Somebody help me shout, the devil is a liar. You've got people that don't even know your names that are your brothers and sisters. Amen. As we lift those hands, thank you so much for being here part of this special Christmas service. Amen. If you are available Tuesday night, we're going to come and wrap up the year of Supernatural Revelation. Then on Saturday, we're going to transition into a brand new year. This year was the year of Supernatural Revelation. 2015 was the year of Supernatural Manifestation. I'm calling this the Trilogy. 2017 is the year of Supernatural Favor. Amen. Look at somebody and say the favor of God will be all over your house, all over your life. 
going in and coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are claiming it, amen. We are claiming it. Lift those hands. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forevermore. And the church that loves God's word said amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Remember, you have the perfect gift. God bless you.